Hello, 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 performance medicine viewers and listeners. My name is Andy. I'm not your usual host for Outside the Box, but I am your host today. Um, I'm the uh, PA that is in the Johnson City location, and I am here with our brand new, not new PA, but brand new to us PA, Jill, uh, Jill Henritzi. thank you for the lovely intro yes thank you so much and also too i've been practicing jill's last name for the past like five minutes five seconds hen then like ritz cracker and then e i've known her for a long time but i have been too nervous to ask how to pronounce her last name (laughs) so there we are we now that we know and welcome to performance medicine thank you thank you Um, i'm proud to be here yes and welcome to the bristol location we are in the uh front office of our new office uh, location down on Bristol on State Street. Yes. Um, so we're excited to be in Virginia, excited to be in Bristol, and I hear what they say, it's Bristol, baby, is that right? That's right, and the race was just, what, two weekends ago? Yeah. So yeah, there was a whole lot of action going on Could down you here hear on State Street. Could you hear anything on State Street? Like, uh, was I mean, like, just commotion of people. Commotion, but, yeah. yeah. So. Well, we are so excited. This is Jill's first uh, podcast versus yes. YouTube for show with us. Yes. And this is her introduction into the world. Uh, Jill has been a PA for a long time with a background, uh, first off, a background in surgery and a long time in orthopedics. Yes. And we have stolen her from traditional medicine and convinced her to come over to the good side. I'm just kidding. Tra- <laughs> traditional medicine is great. But now uh, has made the transition into integrative health and we're excited to have you. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of wanted to see, like, tell us a little bit of about yourself Jill this is intro to Jill okay so um definitely the last name is hard we went through that already yes yes (laughs) listen but I learned hen it's like a cracker that's it that's it so um I have uh been a PA for a long time as you mentioned 20 years hard to believe that uh was in uh, orthopedics for the past 16 years and have really had a really special interest in osteoporosis in the orthopedic world and thinking about that you think about prevention and lifestyle change which matches with integrative health um personal history i had um ovarian cancer at a young age at 32 actually so um since a few years ago now and that really kind of opened my eyes to integrative medicine because you're going through so many things um healing from that and treatment and what can i do to prevent these things from happening number one and how do I become the best version of myself going forward um and that started me looking into integrative medicine um in more detail and that interest has grown for personal reasons and then reaching out to patients um on many levels because as we know prevention is the key to so many things and lifestyle modification yes to so many things thinking about you know osteoarthritis and patients that um again you know obesity is a huge problem in the orthopedic world right um so all of those things tie together really with getting to the root cause which a lot of times can be um simple things that you can do to better your your health that lead to less medications and less yeah. surgeries and less pain and better lifestyle and, so and too that's it's it's you've kind of had such a widespread you've cast a wide net in your history not only professionally but personally too that makes a huge difference whenever we come into the room me being a type 1 diabetic and my sister having type 1 diabetes i get very near and dear to anything that's um insulin or glucose related the same must must be true for you as well sure and so you're thinking about getting uh, the, in the postmenopausal world, right? So that was something right. that I was thrown into with surgical menopause and dealing with all those symptoms. 
Um, so yes, I definitely feel like I have a, you know, personal experience and, you know, the need to, Hey, we can make you feel better. You know, this isn't your just accept it and go with it. It's not the end. It's not the end. There, there's another side and you can get there with, with some things that you can do, whether it be hormones or not, you know, there's lots of different options. It's so interesting too. So, so surgical menopause, that just means that it's, it's acquired. Mm -hmm. We've removed the primary uh, target organ for progesterone, which is the uterus. Sometimes the ovaries get left behind. Sometimes they're taken out as well. Um, which makes your primary female hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Right. That is our, that is a lot of our patient population dealing with variations within those hormones, Mm -hmm. uh, to get thrown into it so quickly and so robustly at an early age too it must have been scary I mean, it must have been a little scary sure yeah. sure yeah it was scary and i was going through chemo treatments at the same time and also thyroid issues with you know yes. hashimoto's i have that too so um so all of those things together and you're like well what symptoms are coming from what because you're you have so many things going on and, and it's so. an umbrella it's an umbrella that has so many spokes that mm-hmm. kind of come from that same source interesting mm-hmm. so tell me too you've also practiced in different parts of the country as well you trained up at yale is oh, that I did. right yes. so in primarily first was roanoke Mm-hmm. First was Roanoke, then Yale. Yes. So kind of go over that with So me. I'm originally from Southwest Virginia, from Grundy, Virginia. A lot of people in this area come to Bristol and are from, the, I've seen a lot of patients from Southwest Virginia yeah. already. So that's pretty cool. Um, went to College of Health Sciences in Roanoke, Virginia. And then I did a postgraduate residency program up at Yale and um, and moved back actually to East Tennessee after that. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. And to the transition coming from surgery into orthopedics, what kind of made you made that jump? And was it something that you're intending or something you're interested in? Kind of? um, a little bit circumstantial some of it yeah. uh, general surgery was kind of my first love going through PA school and yeah. then I did my postgraduate residency was a little bit more surgical oriented um, although we did orthopedics and all surgical subspecialties while I was there and then I worked in general surgery for about three years and the the physician that I worked with who was great loved him he had some health issues and was kind of starting to you know get into that slower mode or the retirement mode right. and so it was like okay I think um, I've left my time here. I've learned a lot, but I need to move on. And um, kind of circumstance brought me into uh, orthopedics. It was a position that was open in the area. I knew some of the physicians there already. I worked with one of them um, at the hospital where I did general surgery on occasion, kind of helped him with some small cases. Yeah. And so that kind of got my foot in the door. And I was interested, of course, in still doing surgery and the procedure part of orthopedics, joint injections. Um, and those types of things. So that's really got my interest into orthopedics. And then once I started with it, of course, I loved it. I stayed in it for years. Um, And then after doing that for, I guess, five or six years, I really became interested into osteoporosis and treating the females in the area because we're seeing so many fractures, you know, obviously in orthopedics. And those uh, fractures most often are in elderly patients that are osteoporotic-related and that was going untreated. So I really felt saw the need for it and uh, got a special interest and special education in that and started tailoring my practice more towards osteoporosis prevention and treatment. Yes, and to the lead in this area for it, there's not a lot of people who specialize specifically in the treatment prevention of osteoporosis, osteopenia. Right. And so, I mean, we've got an expert on board now at performance medicine, which is awesome too, and you're gonna bring some of the stuff that you did Mm -hmm. in your osteoporosis care as well. Absolutely. And two, we're going to have another podcast on that. So we'll, this is all about Jill. So we'll talk about <laughs> osteoporosis, osteopenia later. But um, we're thrilled to have you too. Now, so we've gone from surgery. First off, Jill throws a mean pellet 
oh my god <laughs> like throw that pellet in like butter you won't even know it's there which is awesome too so it's nice that too you've had such experience with your hands i think it makes such a difference too yeah. to be that hands-on mm -hmm. uh, we have a few pr uh, procedures at <clears throat> performance medicine too we do a lot of aesthetics um you can't notice now i can't move my face as much because <laughs> jill has frozen my face and it's so beautiful and it's so beautiful and timeless i have turned 60 years old now you would never know <laughs> thanks to jill but um, to uh, uh, one of our big procedures is uh, pellets and hormone play, uh, hormone replacement pellets. So mm -hmm. uh, that's super super exciting. Mm -hmm. Now we've gone from surgery, to orthopedics, into integrative. Now, two, what kind of made you decide to make that jump? It's and two, even when we were talking kind of in the initial stages of Jill coming over to performance medicine, it's a big jump. It's it is very, a big jump. It's yes. very different mm -hmm. from traditional. I kind of I. I bypass a little bit of steps just from family connections, right? Nepotism, going straight into right? integrated health. But <laughs> it's different going from the traditional world right into integrated. It, it is. It really is. And um, I, um, it, it's intriguing because you, once you kind of start reading more and you just want to continue to learn and grow. And it's evolving. Um, it, it's it, always evolving. Always, always. And so, of course, spending time with your dad, he's a wealth of knowledge, so that's pretty amazing. And you are too. Yeah. Um, everybody. By proxy. Is, is By very, proxy. <laughs> everybody works together really well, you know, reaching out to our other providers that are kind of have their niche, let's say, or their specialty, um, which is great. Um, but it, it has been a very exciting change, actually. Um, the patients are are really interesting, and um, the thing that I have enjoyed so far the most would be really having the time to listen to the yeah. patient and listen what the the patient really needs or wants from the visit. And I think that has been maybe the most beneficial change and the most positive change that I've seen. Because how many times, and I'm certain you hear it a lot more than me because you've, you've been here longer, but I've already heard a lot like, I've gone to my primary care provider or whoever it may be and said, uh, I feel this certain way. I just don't feel good. Something's off. And they do some lab work and they say, well, everything looks fine. We'll see you yeah. next time. Yeah. And then it's like, but I still don't feel good. So something, you know, what else can you do? So it's taking that next step um, in listening to the patient, maybe delving a little further into more, more blood work or more workup, or maybe just actually offering them some options of, well, these are some simple things that you could do that I really think would make a difference. Um, so yes, that has been my most, I think, enjoyable change. That's awesome. Yeah. And too, I, I feel like we take it for granted sometimes that uh, to even in the traditional setting, sometimes we're just, there's just not a lot of time. You can't like, sometimes you are really only allotted five minutes to say, I have to move on mm -hmm. because people are coming in a lot. So it's, it's sometimes I don't really, you know, it's not the provider's fault, but in right. a setting like this, we're just allotted so much more time to sit and talk right. and say, this is what this level means. Mm -hmm. um, and this is what we can do about it. I think it's, I think it's a brilliant way. It makes it more, we always say in healthcare that we're patient focused. Yes. But this really does mean that it is patient focused mm -hmm. and we're two way streets, but I'm glad right. you're enjoying that part too. Yes, we am. are. Handwriting is different than a uh, EMR, right? It, Coming from typing versus handwriting. Um, my hand, yeah, my handwriting well, is really small. Mine I've, is large. Yours so is I don't like, have enough room but yours is super readable. <laughs> Dan's yes. is like reading the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, mine, great. mine is nicely read. I came from orthopedics in the world where we we're dragging our feet going into right. Anything that could slow us down. So we were, <laughs> We're still dictating everything oh, so yeah, every you know yeah. we weren't really having to sit and type so it was it was pretty quick actually because you're that's dictating great, yeah. and, and it's and it transcribes so 
um, even writing uh, doesn't it doesn't seem too far removed for me. So it was actually okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. You know what? I, I welcome hope it. handwriting <laughs> is not too far removed from any of us, right? Let's <laughs> well, not, yeah. Let's not make it a lost start, right? I feel like <laughs> right. everybody's just typing cursive is already getting lost. I think right? it's, it's not taught. In, I yeah. well, I say that I don't have kids. But you tell me. Well, Fletch, I feel like my son did have like a little like an like an introduction but they don't continue to use it. So he can't read. Like if I write a note to him in cursive, he can read only a few words. So I have to remember because I typically do write in cursive versus printing. Yeah. And well, sometimes it's mixed, right? You know, a few words. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. So I have to remember, oh, he, he can't always read what I write it's in so cursive. so interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Oh, how the times have changed. Oh, yes. Oh, how they changed. But so, so, so it's, you've had such an impressive career, an expansive career, a personal history that just totally melts into the mix of performance medicine you'll be very lucky to get an appointment with jill so please uh, our patient population is begging to see you so jill is accepting Thank patients you, bristol is open we're having a grand opening i don't know if you can see this behind us but this is our grand opening poster may 6 friday day after uh um cinco de mayo yes. i literally almost said mardi gras <laughs> The day after Mardi Gras next year will be our <laughs> right? no, May 6th, Friday. Um, it's going to be a big open house. The mm -hmm. space, I don't know if you notice, is very beautiful. It's mm -hmm. posh. I feel like if we were the Spice Girls of performance medicine, this would be posh spice. I think you're right. I think Johnson City's baby spice, right? <laughs> we're all a little young there. Yeah, that's it's true. Yeah. Um, Kingsport, well, obviously, Robin with red hair, they should be ginger spice. Yes. So Robin at the, in the Knoxville Clinic would be ginger spice. Uh, Kingsport, I guess, sporty spice? Scary spice? Scary I don't spice. know. Maybe a little scary spice. Maybe. Throw a little bit in there. But they have so many providers there and so much going on, and they could just... All the rest of the spices could be there. All the <laughs> any spices that are left. The entire cabinet. Yes. I think they're going to kill me for doing a Spice Girls re <laughs> uh, reference right there, but that's okay. Oh, that's funny. Well, we're so lucky to have you, and really, we're lucky to have you. But patients are lucky to have you too. Thank you. Make your appointment now. Know too that we can talk about bones, right? That's we can right. talk about diabetes. We can talk about mm -hmm. thyroid. We can talk about gut. We can really talk about anything. Mm -hmm. But I love how you said that we kind of have the like everybody. Every provider that you see at performance medicine, we all can do the same things. We all have yes. the same thing, but we all got these little arms out of it. It's almost like an octopus with little tentacles coming out. We all have these little specialties that just help you to say, sometimes maybe you don't have to go to a specialist. Maybe mm -hmm. too you can get a different idea of what you may be going through. Um, and I think now it's going to be all about the bones, right? Yes. All about the bones. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I'm excited for you. I hope you're excited. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate oh, the opportunity. And patients get pumped because it's Bristol, baby. <laughs> come see us on May 6th um, and come see us every day. It don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.